Hello out there, Foxes fans, and welcome back to another edition of the U.S. Foxes podcast. Coming to you live, as always, from various time zones around the United States. I, as always, am your host, Matt Folks, joined this evening by my co-host on the East Coast, New York City specifically, and the New York Foxes, Mr. Jason Becker. What's up, man? How you doing? You know, we've got to hold it down tonight. The uh, UK contingent is off doing their own things. Jet setting around the world, so... Uh, <laughs> To two and two yanks for for all you listeners tonight. Yeah, the uh, the UK contingent, like you said, is is missing. We are missing them. Uh, Chris is up in wine country in Northern California, and uh, wonderful Mister Jim Harris is in London, back in the homeland, doing a bit of visiting. So safe travels to both of them. They will be back with us soon to uh, give us their their uh, opinions and pontificate on our wonderful Leicester City. But tonight you are just stuck with the U.S. boys. Uh, and we got lots to talk about, guys. Our Foxes uh, grab a four points out of a possible six. Um, absolutely handling Rotherham on a great weekend match. And then coming in had a just a tough one against Ipswich on Boxing Day. We're going to cover it all for you here. I guess let's uh, let's start with that Rotherham match, Jason, and jump right into that. Uh, pretty, pretty great performance on what could have been. I mean, Enzo coming into it had warned about, you know, this is a trap match. Essentially, you're playing, you know, one of the these teams at the bottom, how dangerous they are. Rotherham coming in at 24th place. And it was good to see the guys uh, really not only, you know, come out to a lead, but also just keep their foot on the gas the entire game, which uh, was not what happened later in the week. So I, I was I was glad to see a dominant performance uh, by the boys against them. Yeah, it was that, that game was pretty comfortable. And I think it was what we were all hoping to see. And, um, you know, certainly encouraging you look at like the last few games we've been scoring goals right so four goals against Plymouth three goals against uh Millwall uh three goals against Birmingham three goals against Rotherham so the offense yeah. is starting to click um did seem like adding Pats and Daka to the mix is helping that and I mean it was a comfortable game I think Rotherham only had two shot attempts the whole game so even though it was yeah. still nil nil at halftime the game really felt very comfortable and um and it was good. There were no surprises or anything like that. It was a good, you know, assertive victory. Yeah, we had a newbie uh, at the bar for the San Diego Foxes, a new member, and he was just kind of asking, you know, is this, is this how it always is? You guys have all the possession uh, but have no goals yet. And I was like, yeah, just wait. Like, this has been what we do. You know, from a casual standpoint, it might look like, yeah, we're struggling. But when you really – buckle down and look at it man i mean the numbers are just unbelievable and we've talked about it all year it's wearing the opposition down with these passes making them chase the ball chase the ball and then when we get the opportunities when they're all tired out that's when we strike and that's exactly what happened some of these stats were just mind-blowing guys against rotherham 24 shots for us two for them 11 on target for us zero for them 77 percent possession to their 23 853 passes to their 265 just just domination and enzo ball in every aspect of the word jason yeah and we like we're playing some some good fun football uh Pereira, you know got moved high up the pitch for a while um foss was everywhere he was he was actually my man of the match i know daca scored two goals but foss was just the most dominant player all over the pitch he was cleaning up everything on the back line getting all the way up the pitch whenever he needed. And um, yeah, it was, it was, a, I don't know. It was a pretty fun, fun win. I would say. Yeah, definitely was. And uh, it was cool to get the league double over Rotherham. This is a stat for you guys. First uh, league double over those guys since the 82, 83 season. So there's one for you. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I, it's just one of those matches where, it was good to see us perform and, and on a, on a, you know, a night, like we alluded to Enzo and said, this is going to be a tough one. It was great to see him. DACA once again, two goals, even Cassidy getting in on the action uh, with a beautiful little header. Most of the work was done for him. He just kind of had to dive at it, but uh, good to see him on the score sheet again after, you know, some people have been questioning what's up with him. Well, we still might be. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it was he was in the right place to 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 score his goal there, um, and I think what what was really key too because we 
look, I mean, Enzo is saying that they weren't, they don't do this, but I certainly know, like, as fans, we all have had an eye on that uh, Boxing Day fixture. So to get, you know, a, a comfortable win like that during, you know, when during the same round when uh, Ipswich dropped points to Leeds, that was pretty key. And, yeah. you know, so now we knew going into that um, Ipswich game that no matter what was going to happen there, we're still going to be top of the table, no matter the result. Yeah. yeah and to that point, I think that's, that's a great shout because I mean, I, I almost wonder if they were <laughs> peeking ahead to us even earlier than that, when you look at what happened against Norwich and I know that's a Derby. So you got to throw everything out, but the fact that, you know, they not only that match, but then the leads, it was uh, kind of interesting that maybe they were uh, watching some tape on us instead. Well, that was a fun game, that Ipswich Norwich game. Um, Ipswich just could not shoot straight. They were just, yeah. I mean, they were putting balls into Belgium over there. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, yeah. But um, yeah, it was all we, I mean, Enzo kept saying that the Wilder game was going to be like the toughest game of the season. And I don't know. If that's just to keep his players from like dropping their levels, you know, when you see uh, uh you know a side again, you know the you know the bottom of the table that we were already beaten this year, so I wonder if there was a bit of that in there. Um, but you know, we 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 all knew the most important game was you know to fall. Certainly was, and uh, so yeah, d- double over Rotherham. How was your uh, turnout in New York? We had a great one for the Rotherham match in San Diego, and about ten of us there. Yeah, we had another good turnout here. You know, the the, the holiday season is great. You know, we usually do pretty well, um, even with you know some weekday fixtures, uh, and then you know that was in the holiday weekend. So I was um, I was away. Um, but we looked like we still had a decent turnout at, at the factory um, uh, on the Saturday. So it's a lot of fun. I, I really like going down um, to watch the games um, at the factory in December in particular, because you have a lot of, we have a lot of people in town. We've got Falcons from different parts of the States and, and certainly plenty of folks in um, from Leicester uh, to join us for, for a lot of games. So we've been getting, getting a really good, um, uh, you know, contingent of, of, of folks in from, from the UK, which has been, been awesome. That's great. And yeah, like if you're, it is, it does, it, what a great place to be though. I mean, it, there's no better place than New York around Christmas time, right? You guys, well, it's, it's perfect location too, because let's say if you're going over with the family, you know, you, you've got the empire state right across the street. So you can always say like, okay, well, we'll, we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll go see the empire state after or if you have some family that just wants to do holiday shopping, we were right there by the famous Macy's on 34th Street. Oh, yeah. That's right around the corner. That's so, so perfect. You know, if, if you're, you know, if you're over and you're you're wondering, you know, like, oh, how can I watch the game? I'm going to have, you know, family or, you know, folks who aren't going to want to do this. You know, there's there are options for them that are, that are pretty close by. Yeah. Literally the last time that I was – there with you guys it was so long ago i was still smoking cigarettes i was <laughs> literally all eight nine years ago at this point uh but i just remember stepping out to uh you know have a cig and you're literally just you look straight up and it's the empire state building so it's quite a sight yeah, it's right there i always forget like that's like right there yeah it's like i'm you know typical you know jerk new yorker well, my, yeah, you know, we, don't, we don't look up. No, I totally get it because it's it's you just become immune to it. I get the same stuff when people come visit me uh, in San Diego. And they're like, oh, my God, you live right next to the beach. You look at the ocean every day. And I'm just like, ah, it's fucking ocean. You know, it's just you become immune to the beauty around you. That's certainly a thing that happens. So um, well, it's always good to uh, to keep your eyes in front of where you're going in New York because you don't know. You never know what you're going to step in. <laughs> we, hey, there's a, I'm in California, but I can't uh, talk about that at all. Um, so let's uh, move on, guys. That was a, a great three points, like we said, against uh, Rodrum, and then headed straight into Tuesday. I mean, well, didn't head straight into Tuesday. We had Christmas, of course, on Monday. So Christmas, good for you, Jason. I don't skip over that. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is, was was great. Um, 
I was, uh, you know, just nice time with the brothers and mom and um, family and um, got a nice, uh, a nice gift from Des, an old school uh, Lester track top. So oh, I might have yeah. to bust that out. You might be seeing that in an upcoming uh, group photo of the New York Foxes. Excellent, man. I was looking, I don't know if you saw it, but the club uh, just launched another uh, line of vintage quote unquote shirts from the 2011 season. And I'm like, oh my God, we're calling this vintage now. Yeah, we're getting old, man. Dude. Uh, and what I love though, and if you've listened to the pod a long time, you know, I'm a kit man, but those bird kits they remade are some of my favorite Lester kits of all time. Like I love the lines. I love the clean. It was the first year that KP was with us and Berta was the, the uh, shirt maker. And man, they just, they're really well-made shirts compared to some of the shit that's come through uh, Lester over the years. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Berta era too. And the, like Sven years. Yep. And um, I've got some Berta gear. I actually have a really sweet, I think it's a player edition sweatshirt. Oh, sick. Um, but I've got a bunch of stuff. I've been putting it together. Mike in Texas, dude, I'm sorry. I haven't sent you the stuff yet, but I promised him that I would like get everything together, send him down a bunch of the shirts, send him down some of the training gear that I have so he can give it to his, to his boys. Um, I will make sure that I get everything together. I just haven't gotten my, my, act together to get to the post office but um it will be on its way to you man it's a promise now it's on a record but it's going to happen so that that era was is pretty special certainly to 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 me and 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 jordan um so we've 2011 been for a long founding time, era, but it was right? 2011 is when we finally got our acts together and started new york foxes right right and if anyone uh we might have to do we might have to post this the, the manifesto when we when we please do yes because you know like we were feeling really bullish about the team we're going off on a tangent but i think this is worth it listeners so we were going off on a tangent and we were just feeling really good about um you know the club and this this is when king power had had um converted from really just a sponsor to, to the owners of the club to the owners yeah. which era was 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 over svenjorn erickson comes in we're signing all these big names and you know paying paying over overpaying the salary and i guess etc but it was just like just feeling good about um about the team and um it was it was a fun time um we played i think yeah and and so my brother and i were uh, you know i'm just pulling it up right now and um let's see if there are any good good lines here so um Yeah, um, it, it's uh, you know we were we were, you know, pumped up. We had a swinging Swedish sexagenarian, and a club <laughs> fueled by <laughs> the fortunes of Thai billionaires. I think we say in the in the manifesto. Oh my god! And uh, I don't know, we just we had, I still remember right now. It was at my, we were over. At, I was living in Brooklyn at the time, and Jordan came over. We, I think we had just been out watching a game, and uh, we just had we had way too much fun riding that. That's amazing. Yeah, please publish that because that would be really cool. I mean, just th th it's a really good team, too. And I mean, ignore what ended up happening with Sven. And, you know, I mean, Rudkin, I think, was involved at one point with that. <laughs> it was in charge. Uh, so that, that just tells you how long ago that was when John Rudkin was uh, put in place until I think Nige came in. So kind of a crazy year, man. 2011-2012 season. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but you know, it was a wild ride. I think people forget about like just everything that went on then. And, um, you know, we, we get promoted from, from league one, um, a couple of years before the very next year in the championship, you know, we're, we're right there, like punching above our weight and like looking to get promoted was way too soon. And, yep. um, you know, and then the Sven era crashes and burns, and you know we once again wind up you know turning to to big nige again to save the day again and you could have given him every every you know he could you you wouldn't have begrudged him at all if he said no 
you know. And oh, hundred percent. After what happened, hundred percent. And he did, and um, and then slowly but surely we rebuilt that squad into, you know, a contender in the division. Have like the heartbreak of all heartbreaks against Watford just a couple of years later. Yeah. And, um, you know, 2012, 2013 season, uh, we don't need to get into, you know, I don't yeah. want to cry here talking about that not guard miss penalty, the Dini goal. And then again, you could say, like, you would guess you wouldn't really begrudge your players if the next season was a bit of a letdown. Right. And they were so fueled, used that as such fuel and then use it to just, just rampage through the division. And um, I did see some posts recently uh people wondering you know how this maresca side would do against nigel's um promoted side oh that'd be a hell of a match and yeah so 2013 2014 season i haven't really thought about that much yet but but maybe that's something a conversation we might have to have later a little later in the season on the pod damn dude those are some teams 2011 also is when we uh we handed the uh the mitts over to a certain blonde Danish uh, son of a legend, a Manchester United legend. So 2011 is when he came over from Leeds when Casper uh, took the gloves. Yeah. I think a lot of folks don't realize like newer fans may not realize how long Casper had been with us. Um, and he, you know, he's crazy. a part of the furniture. Um, yeah. I mean, think that defense too, like Saul yeah. Bamba, fucking uh, oh, Sean Saint legend. You know, you know <laughs> like, there that was a hell of a team. Paul Kaczewski. I mean, there's just there were some real them. characters back in the day. You know, I used to be a big Paul Gallagher fan. I just thought he seemed like just such oh, a good guy, such a funny dude. dude. And you know, when he was on, he was you know could make so much happen um, going forward. Um, yeah, there, there was like everything was new. Everything was just like exciting, no matter young, if it was good or bad. Young Wes Morgan from young Nottingham West, comes yeah. over from Nottingham. Like, ah, dude, crazy. So I, I, as sad as I am to think that now I am considered vintage by the club uh, with the release of those shirts, uh, it does bring back some fucking amazing memories of some of those teams. And, you know, honestly, if <laughs> at that time that we thought it would never be better than some of the results we were getting and to where, see where we are now. It's just, it's madness, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it was, you know, I remember we were like playing uh, what Spurs in the FA cup and, you know, thinking like, oh, oh man, great, man, this is like, um, but um, yeah, we might have to do a little like retrospective, um soon and maybe maybe like highlight one of those seasons and kind of get into it um yuki uh, abe oh he what did he got homesick right that's why he had to I leave think that's what happened with it <laughs> the most lester thing ever yeah Tokyo it wasn't that much to... like none of us were really crying to no. see him go but <laughs> um all right guys we let's jump out of 2011 and and actually well, uh, yeah, hey i just gotta say i thought when you were saying that something like announced on the site I thought you were going to talk about that that feature um, article about oh, geez. Yeah. books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to the club. I don't know it, it, how many of you might have seen it, but the uh, the club did a really really cool piece on uh, on myself and um, my visit over there. Um, you know, a few months ago. So, really wanted to say thank you for them for just an incredible article. They got. Just a few uh, quotes and things, a little, you know, messed up in translation, I guess. But uh, for the most part, it was a perfect uh, article, and, and yeah, honored beyond beyond uh, words to to be featured in in the program and on the website and all the above. Yeah, that was it was it was really nice, and you know, we we you know we we both say we speak English, but like as you say, certainly things get lost in translation sometimes. But it, it was a good article, and and I'm sure. Um, Many of memberships were uh, were sold. <laughs> were sold because of that. Yeah, that's all I care about, man. It's getting those memberships sold. Oh man. Well, let's dive ahead, guys, onto Boxing Day then, and and get into the Ipswich Town match. Uh, it was a tough one for me. I was back at work, so I was once again listening to the amazing uh, voices of John and Jerry calling the action and. We jump out real nice early, man. Mavaditi with just a freaking peach of a goal yeah. and a hell of a pass from Pats and Daka. Pats and Daka, who was quiet most of the game, but he he did 
the work for that goal. When you watch the ball that's advanced to him, the little turn move that he makes sets that goal up, springs that offense forward. It puts a perfect ball over to Steffi who buries it. So I didn't want it to get lost that Patson, despite not making it onto the uh, in, onto the goal scorer sheet again, uh, like he has been, he he did supply just an incredible uh, goal uh, assist there, Jason. It was a beautiful goal, and um, you know Mavididis had a few goals where they've been deflected and that you know, but I, I think he deserved you know a real goal scorer's goal like that, and you know yeah. it was a beautiful finish. I thought he had an outstanding first half. Him and Fatawa both, I think, had particularly had particularly good halves uh, in the first half. I thought I thought we looked great, and that's the type of goal that I think for a lot of other clubs in the division, when you see like a goal of that kind of quality, that's going to be really demoralizing. And, yeah, and but you know, credit to Ipswich, you know, they they stayed in the game, but I, th- I thought it was a good first half. I thought Navididi was was outstanding uh, in the first half. Yeah, it was kind of one of those. It reminded me of like when you're watching NBA and they dare a guy to shoot from the three line and he and homie just, you know, buries it. And it's like a, a moment they gave him all the space in the world. And if you're going to let him line one up like that, it was just so good to finally see us take advantage of a opportunity like that and not sky it or not have it hit a thigh on the way in. It was just it was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think Mavididi has been like. I don't know. I just don't think he's getting the credit that that he deserves. Um, I think he's been he's been very reliable. He's durable, um, and I mean, I do think he was fading. He certainly was fading um, at the second half, and maybe did, did need a little bit of a rest. But um, his stats are are phenomenal. He gets criticized for you know his finishing technique and other things, but. His goal scoring stats are are outstanding. He's got eight goals scored. He's got four assists. So he's averaging a goal contribution in the championship every other appearance. What That's, more could 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 you want from 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 a guy like that? From a so, guy in this league, yeah. he's on pace to contribute twenty three goals this season. He's on pace to score over fifteen goals. So. Um, you know, from from the wing. So Mavididi, I think, um, certainly that game was a game of two halves for him. Um, but but he did he did have an outstanding game. I, I'm sorry to get a little concerned that that he might be tiring out a little bit with all these games coming so so thick and fast, and you know he's not getting much of a chance to to rest. Um, but um, I've been. Very happy with with Steffi's contributions side this year. He, uh, you know, when you think about left wing players, I mean, obviously the most recent example that comes to mind is Harvey Barnes. Um, and in your opinion, I, I mean, obviously we're in a different league now and everything. Do you think that's kind of been? I mean, in some ways, it does seem like. Steffi is doing is filling a role that you know Harvey, for whatever reason, on that left side just. Last year, it was like he it was either feast or famine for him. And I mean, now we have Steffi over there. How would you compare, you know, the play that we're seeing from him to what we saw out of Harvey? Yeah, that's a that's a good um, thing to to, to ponder. Uh, Steffi is certainly a very different player. Um, Harvey is, you know, uh, relies a bit more on his pace. And Steffi relies a little bit more on his like dribbling ability, and, um, and and Steffi does seem to look for a pass a little bit more often than, than Harvey. Yeah. Um, so he's not going to blow past you, but he is going to you know always give you something to think about. Yes. Um, on the left side, um, and so he, so they're. they're so I guess sort of different player profiles, but I guess we're, we're seeing similar stats though, where, um, you know, the goals are outpacing the, the assists from the wing in, in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does, um, he, he does make a lot happen. Um, and his, his stats are actually like Steffi's stats are actually pretty elite in, in this level. Like if you compare it to, right. to other, other wingers, but 
you're seeing a little bit more of where Barnes can rely on on his pace to um, and his directness. Mavidi is a little trickier, um, but I think one thing that that is flying under the radar with Mavidi is that he does a lot of defensive work. Um, you know, he he's up there in terms of interceptions and blocks and um, for for compared to other wingers and you know attacking mid- midfielders and wingers. So he um, he's he's active, I guess, you know, all over the pitch, which is, which is really good to see. He's not just a goal hanging winger. For sure. I think too, with Steffi, you know, whereas with Harvey, it was route one, like he's going to try to beat you with the speed and you know that, and then, you know, that shot's coming. Whereas with Steffi, you know, he's going to do those step overs and he has just, there's just a big of risk. He's going to go for that corner as there is, he's going to try and lob one over, you know, to Patson or Abdul that are just waiting. So I, I, it's just, just like a, a dual threat. You know what? I, I, I had a feeling. So as I was saying that I just pulled up some of his stats, just comparing him to, um, other attacking midfielders and wingers in, you know, uh, comparative leagues. He's in the 93rd percentile for um, tackles in the defensive third. That's insane. He's 82nd percentile for for dribbles challenged. So, I mean, he, and, uh, but he's up there in terms of touches in the attacking third. And touches in the attacking penalties, you know, he's got, you know, he he's one of the top wingers, you know, in, in any in in these comparable leagues and in, in, in divisions. His, you know, non-penalties, expected goals, he's up there. Um, just goals, he, he's up there. Um, progressive carries, he's the ninety-seventh percentile. Progressive passes received, he's in the ninety-sixth percentile. So the stats are there, you know. I for me, I've been happy with him, and sometimes the stats don't always back up the, the eye test. I've just, I don't, I don't know. I think that there is, there's just unfair expectations for sometimes for for players in, in that position. I think a lot of our fans, I mean, we're guilty of this with with Harvey Barnes and with some other attacking players, is that they um, don't, you know, you have to. You have to understand that, like attacking players, go through their purple patches, and you got to yeah. stay with them. They need confidence. You got to stay behind them as 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 fans. Well, he's uh, he's definitely showing some awesome, and you know, I, I think too, a lot of people forget that he's English. So this isn't a player that we're gonna have to worry about heading to Afcon or anything. Yeah, I guess because of his name, right, and the fact that he was playing in France, I think a lot of exactly. folks forget. But, um, but yeah, so he's uh, he is from from Derby. Yeah, uh, he was in the Arsenal youth system. So, yeah. which uh, so is what is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and and I, he's not a he's not a player that I would think that if we do get promoted, like we'll immediately have to look to to no, replace. I'm with you there. Yeah. And I think he's another player that would love the chance to prove himself, you know, in, in the prim as well. So uh wanted to give a shout out to uh, uh, AJ in the, of uh, San Diego Foxes, who has proudly been repping his Mavaditi jersey uh, at the Blue Foot here. So that's been amazing to have as well. So shout out to uh, AJ and Steffi. So, um yeah, guys, went into went into halftime then, and unfortunately, we've been saying it. I don't know how many shows now in a row. We don't step on their necks, and we let them just stick in the game. Your thoughts, Jason? We kind of did, though. Like overall, Ipswich probably were the better side in the second half, right? Mm-hmm. The expected goals and everything are going to show that, and the shot attempts, and and, and where the ball was, but. We had plenty of chances to kill that game. Yeah. Um, for top, Ma- Mavadidi faded in the second half. All right. I'll be honest. He wasn't the same player as he was in the first half. And that, that was tough. Right. So we lost that kind of threat. I think he was a little tired. It was like impacting some of the decision making. It's fine. It's understandable. But, you know, the, maybe Enzo should have recognized that. And, and maybe done something about that sooner because it did look like it was might, might be causing a problem. 
But Fatawa then stepped up and was causing all sorts of havoc. Mm-hmm. And really, he should have had um, a uh, an Ipswich player sent off. He was getting fouled all day. Yeah, I mean, and and it was a blatant second yellow that that was not given. Right, and so Ipswich should have been down a man. And KDH, he was having a little bit of trouble. He moves over to the right side in the second half, and it was just he's just not as comfortable over there. He's a left-footed player. It's difficult to play in the middle of the park when you're uh, on the right side. But he was still getting up the the pitch. He was showing a lot of endeavor and a lot of energy. He gets up the pitch. It was a stone stonewall pen. No question. Not given. And had the, either of the either of those things happen, and then I don't know. Maybe if shot doesn't take a double deflection, we win the game. So I think going into this game, kind of talked about it before when I was talking about the Rotherham game and us winning and, and Ipswich losing. We, um, it was a free hit. So if we get a point out of Ipswich at their place and can take three at our place, you got to take that. You take that all day long, twice yep. on Sundays. Yep. So I don't think it was that bad of a game. I think Ipswich, although they played well, they had relied on a lot of luck um, to get yeah. that point. And I, I think, you know, we, we move on. I think maybe it showed Enzo a few things about what subs he can make and what subs he can't make when you're looking to right. see a game out. So, yeah. So that was where I was heading next. You, you, you talked about Enzo and, and not recognizing Mavaditi. Uh, lots of people questioning game management and the subs that he brings on. You would think, you know, we're trying to protect this goal lead. Uh, is is there any better time to bring on the rough and tumble style of Hamza Chowdhury? No, instead, you know, we end up seeing, you know, Cassidy and Eunice come on, which... I mean, I don't know if we were, you know, going for the Brendan route if we were trying to trying to get the second, is that but it just seemed like a very strange sub to me, especially given the magnitude of who we were playing. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest with you, like I didn't get it either. Um it was it was a strange one. Um I I, I know I think I know what he was trying to do, right? And I think he was just really trying to get um, players rested. Um, but this isn't the first time that Enzo has subbed on Cassidy and Eunice to see out a game. He did it against Watford yeah. also. And we had a really shaky – we scored in a 76th minute. And then there was like a shaky like 10-minute period where, where – um, a little less than 10 minutes where both of those players were on. And those are both players that we, I wouldn't consider like defensive players. I'd help you see out of the game. And luckily Vardy broke through, you know, um, drew a second yellow and won a penalty, but that game started to look like it could slip out of our hands. And he made the same two subs sort of, he subbed out Indeedy, put on Cassidy and he subbed out, KDH and put in Eunice in that game. And it got a little shaky. And I don't know if you can continue to make that decision. No, it doesn't seem like it. I just, it, and we haven't even, we haven't even started on the effort or lack thereof by Kalechi Inacho, I thought was one of his worst performances all season. Um, Just, lazy that's the only word i could keep coming up with jason is i especially as you know i listened to it and then i watched it back and i don't know what he was doing out there but it wasn't really given his an effort it looked like yeah i maybe he's upset about patson have a bad game and maybe it was difficult to you know to come on in in that game because we didn't really seem to know what we were doing um, towards yeah, the end there, yeah, and there were a lot of letdowns, right? But not getting the penalty, and then, um, and and also, Enzo's got to manage the team, right? So, um, you know, we're looking at that game. We've got a lot of fixtures still to be played. Wilf is on a yellow, so it's one thing if you're at the rest of player, but you still want him to be available. Right. You know, if he picks up a second yellow in that game, then. You know, then you, you you lose one of our most important players. So I get why 
maybe he had to come off. And Dewsbury Hall has been doing a lot of running, and so has Doc has been playing a lot lately. So maybe you know you put in some fresher legs, and I I, I see what he was thinking and what he was trying to do, but uh, I and I don't want to be too critical because of where we are in the table and like it would still rely on so much luck to get that. Point. Yeah, definitely. But I, I just I don't I just you know I'm maybe that's one this is one situation where where, where I might second guess Enzo and, and, and not just that but when you're seeing at a game you need players that are going to you know give you everything and I'm not questioning a player's professionalism but I just wonder about the mindset of a player who's here on loan and probably not going to stay with us yeah it, it well you know i feel like we spent all last season talking about mindset and where people's brains are and how they are looking and fuck at the end of the season guys were already trying to pick you know where they were going to end up playing so that's a tough one to especially this early into the season to be wondering uh where his brain's at but i don't know man i, I i'm with you it's a point uh, no one's got points out of there this year. Leeds and, and uh, Norwich are the only two teams that have gotten anything out of there on the road. So I think it's a good result. I'm with you in a few weeks, you know, beat, beat, beat their ass at home and we get four points out of them for the year. And I think we won't even be thinking about this. I, I completely agree. So, you know, it's, it sucks to give up a goal and to give up a goal late in that fashion. I'll get, you know, and, and a player who, who, who takes the shot, they, uh, Ipswich, you know, it announces what yesterday that he's actually going to be suspended now for his next game. Awesome! So it's like it's like one of those things, man. Like they they wrote a lot of luck to, yeah. to get that point, and so overall, it was a good point considering where we are on the table. I'll take that. I would have taken that all day long before yeah. the game. That's so what I was gonna say. it's been a great season. We're still, you know, on a record-setting pace. We played, you know. We played against what the, the the team with the second or third best ever start in the division, at the right? That point. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I'll take it. But I mean, it was just so unfortunate. I felt so bad for for Vestergaard because there's just nothing he can do when that ball. No. Uh, I listened to the um, to the commentary, the rate, the BBC Radio Leicester commentary, and you just can tell with the timing, like when that ball was in the air and it had just hit. Um, Vestigar's face, my Piper pipes is just in the background. Like, no, uh, oh, man, I yeah. pipes. I felt that man. When Shout out, it. yeah, pipes. You're you're feeling what we you were expressing what we were all were feeling. Uh, sh- shout out, he was great. You got a chance. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just gonna say, love pipes, big supporter of the podcast. Uh, yeah. so cheers, buddy. Yeah, I mean, when you're smiling, has been so much fun to listen to this year. I think I think it's gotten gotten really great. So shout out to Owen, to Jack Raff, and yeah, I, not um, not only not only that. I, no, I'm sorry, I meant that. I, obviously, we support their podcast, but uh, Pipes has reached out a few times and told us that he listens and uh, listens uh, to this podcast as well. So appreciate your support, buddy. Uh, that's if not you're listening to this episode. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about him to to tee that one up. I honestly, I swear. <laughs> and then when when Navadidi scored, he was like, "Well, when he says I'm like, oh, what a goal!" You hear him in the background, like. Yeah, I know we've gone off on a few tangents tonight, but this is a perfect time to do this. Big shout out to him and to uh, OPA as well. Um, Owen, just the way he's been kind of dropped into the, to his position in, in, in weird circumstances. And I mean, year to year, listening to his growth as broadcaster has just been inspiring to say the least. And he does such a great job. And he and Pipes have just such a good um, uh, repertoire on air. It's just it's it's really, really good. Yeah, in the past, I never really listened. Um, I would only like maybe tune in if if a guest I knew was going to be on. Um, but now I f- find myself listening to everything, like the match previews, the the post match, and then the kind of debrief, right? You know, on the Monday, um, it's been it's been it's been great. Like like the the, the they've done they've done an awesome job. It's now it's like part of my 
my regular pods that I, that I listen to consistently. Yeah, good, good stuff. So, um, unfortunately, guys, like we said, it uh, didn't get all three points. But if if I'd have offered anyone, I think, you know, going into that match, if I could have said next two matches four points, and would you take it? I think everybody would. So, the onus is on us now to get the job done when they come visit the KP in a few weeks. So, uh, anything else that you want to touch on that match? Anything that uh, was big? Not just um, want to give a shout out to all the fans who've done so much traveling this uh, holiday season. I think we've had like what five away days. Um, some matches move. We've got week weeknight games. That's a late kickoff on boxing day. You're not really going to get trains. Um, a lot of effort goes into uh, traveling. A lot of money goes into traveling. Um, we've been selling out away ends. So just wanted to give a shout out to, to all the folks who, um, you know, do whatever they can to to get out to these games. Yeah, and also a quick shout out to the club for uh, subsidizing the cost of that after the <laughs> Sky, after Sky Sports absolutely fucked us as far as when we, that match was going to be played. So once again, if you had any doubts, greatest club in the world, uh, just little things like that because that shit does not happen at other clubs. I can tell you that, guys. So we take one point against the Tractors and look ahead now to even more <laughs> crazy games that are just going to come hot and fast starting with tomorrow at 11.45. We're recording this on Thursday night, the 28th. So, yes, uh, hopefully you're hearing this before tomorrow's match at 11.45 a.m. on the West Coast. And of course, uh, yeah, let's see, that'd be eight, uh, wait, uh, 12, one, two, 245 for you guys on the East Coast. I'm definitely not drinking, I swear. Quick um, maths from that. Yes, yes, 245 on the East Coast. If you're going to be watching that. Uh, Cardiff, and uh, man, this is, there's a stat for you. Leicester City looking to complete a league double over Cardiff for the first time since 1961. So, how about wow. that one for you? 1961, Jason. That's surprising. Pretty, pretty insane. Uh, Cardiff haven't hosted Leicester for a league game since November of 2018 when they lost one nothing in the Premier League under Neil Warnick. Uh, so, also one of the, I one of the I think the most important goals in Leicester City history to win that game. Honestly, if you, if you if put it in put it in perspective, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, so I got there are few goals that are going to be as emotional as that. You know, and it was our first game um, after the tragic helicopter crash. And De- shout DeMari out to Mari. Yeah. Scores and takes off her shirt and, and had a message for for couldn't be shy. And um, it was just so, it was really cathartic. And we just needed that so much. And they wound, wind up holding on and, and winning. Every now and then I'll watch a clip of that goal. And, and then the, the post-game um gathering of the players and then the away end um it just kind of you know reminds you of like you know you know what this is all about and and um and and what the club has been through yeah also one of the most tone deaf yellow cards of all time when damari got a yellow <laughs> card for that fucking i, I, I just... think the referee like apologized to him when he gave it but <laughs> fair play to the uh carter fans because we some folks were wondering and we didn't quite see it on the on the broadcast but the Carter fans actually booed the referee when he gave Damari Gray his show. Yeah, good boys over there, and, and I met a few, few few of the Welshmen when I was over there this uh, this year against Swansea, and they love their football over here. Here's a stat for you as well: Leicester have won their last three away league games in Wales, two wins in Swansea, one in Cardiff, more than their previous fifteen trips there. Which uh, over the last fifteen before that, we only had two wins, four draws, and nine losses. <laughs> So I don't know if I necessarily like those numbers. So Matt, um, can you, you could if you head to the airport now, I think you can get there in time. I'll get over there. Yeah, I think we can make it. That, yeah, that back, direct, back get over the whales, and so we can have a repeat result of that direct. Yeah, that direct flight from uh, San Diego to uh, London is pretty sweet. So we can make that happen. So uh, huge one tomorrow uh, against Cardiff, guys. I think uh, this we just. Put put the Ipswich one behind us. I think there could be a better statement than coming out and you know hammering a mid table team like Cardiff and, and getting some goals in there. Uh, I mean, 
any any predictions on who you think might get a chance in this game? Will we see Vards back in the lineup? Will we see maybe Patson get a rest? I think since Patson came off like fairly early, I think he might come back out and and start. Um, I think overall he's been good. I, I wonder if Navaditi gets a gets a rest. And I think you know yeah. I, I could see perhaps that, and I think in that do- case. Who who do you think they slide in there? Um, because the right wing we've got fifteen wingers, left side not so much. Yeah, I I mean I I wonder since he's good, he's a two footed player. I wonder if you can slip Fatau on the left side. Could happen. Um, and Eunice maybe on the right. A little bit more dropping that shoulder and beating beating man being like his defender. Um, uh, you know to the byline. So um, that that'll be interesting, but I do think Mavididi does. Yeah, you see, deserves a little rest too. Yeah. Um, I think with Dewsbury Hall and Indeedy getting subbed off, I do think that they will start. Um, I don't think there are going to be a ton of changes. Um, I, I I think we'll go back to the standard back four: Justin Foss, Vestergaard, Pereira, um, and then with you know. Perhaps holding on to to Suter again as a, as a late sub, and uh, I know w- Winks. Maybe maybe Hamza comes in also for a little bit yeah. more rotation. I could see that one definitely. Um, so yeah, guys, Cardiff tomorrow, and then uh, another one to, like three days later, two days later, we got Huddersfield on New Year's Day. Uh, they're coming quick and fast guys. So that one will be at 7 a.m. on the West coast, 10 a.m. on the East coast, uh, Huddersfield sitting in 21st place, uh, team that's struggling in the middle of it right now. So we would hope that we'd get a professional, uh, result there as well, Jason. Yeah. And at home too. Right. So, right. God, you should, we should be doing the business against, against Huddersfield. Hopefully that, uh, terriers won't cause any problems uh look at this guys we are at 50 minutes already on this podcast so i think we will start to wrap things up um anything you want to cover jason i just want to um also uh thank everyone who's been been coming down to to join us for games Uh, we had a really great crew last game a huge turnout unfortunately the downstairs you know it is 21 and older so if you are there with with children and you come down to watch us, you have to, you know, the kids have to stay upstairs with with parents. But we were able to spend a little bit of time with some families that were over, get everyone down for some photos. Um, so just a really, really awesome group of people. Uh, I will definitely be staying in touch with you all. And um, shout out to Terry, our, our pal from from Norway, who's kind of an adopted Leicester fan. He's the head of the Braun NYC group. He's also a photographer and, and took some nice photos of us in front of the flag. So love you, Terry. And um, yeah. And then I guess this is it, right? This is the last pod before, before the new year. And yeah, just want to, you know, I, it seems like, you know, the list listenership has really grown this year. Um, I've heard, you know, so many nice comments from, from folks um, throughout the year and just want to thank you all for, for seeing through this year with us and wanted to, want to wish everyone just a really happy healthy and successful 2024 it's a great show man yeah 20 2023 guys as a lesser fan was you know in ways terrible because you know we faced uh, a relegation but in other ways it was absolutely incredible because uh seeing the way that you know this team has as kind of used that as a springboard to you know, I mean, you've all you gotta do is look back in history, guys. Not only at us, but just other teams that have gone down and see what can happen. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, I mean, from 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 top, <laughs> top to the bottom, top, <laughs> literally top to the bottom of this club, everyone has embraced uh, getting back to where we need to be as a club. And I'll tell you what, I haven't felt uh, this confident in where we're heading as far as uh, leadership, as far as um, where our team is our our coaching staff uh back i mean everything right now guys just feels really good and just like inevitably we're going to be back where we belong uh fucking up the days of quote unquote big premier league clubs once again (laughs) uh on our weekends so 
yeah, great shout, Jason. Thank you guys so much for the support of the pod. Uh, the messages that you guys send us just and for we don't just looking at just pure stats and the numbers on 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 where the you know the amount of listeners that we've we've gained uh specifically in the uk this year has been nuts we've doubled our listenership in the uk so shout out to all of you uh that means the world to us that you you know take time out of your day if you're whether you're at work and listen to us in the airpods or you know walking the dogs whatever it is it means the world to us so uh love you guys and couldn't do this without you at the end of the day it's just some boys that are you know sitting around talking about the thing we love most and speaking of uh, what you love the most or who you love the most, uh, I think it's also fitting to, to wish you and um, Ali a very happy uh, anniversary. Ah, thank, <laughs> thank that'll be, you. That'll man. be coming up this weekend too. So mm-hmm. Ali, Matt, happy anniversary. Love you both. Ah, cheers, brother. Uh, yeah, five five years married, uh, 10 years together. And uh, she she from from day like we got together we were talking about that season earlier uh in 20 the uh 2013 14 season that's when uh ali and i got together so she got to enjoy that ride of uh promotion and then the next year watch us almost get relegated by the skin of our teeth and then her third year as a fan watch us win the premier league so she's had quite the ride as a lester fan that's for sure but appreciate you buddy for that shout out and i know san diego foxes lover as well because when i'm not in town she uh runs the show for foxes hub so yeah they're uh, actually they, they wouldn't it's kind of sending me some notes on the slide wondering if you can stay away a little longer <laughs> i don't blame yeah, you <laughs> yeah definitely I, I i can't blame you there no they don't uh, they do not do that and we all love you back oh man well it's it's it, the feeling is more than mutual and uh very lucky to do this very lucky to have the great listeners that we do uh lucky to have you jason and and jim and chris who are with us tonight but uh you three are the world to me and my best boys and uh yeah i would be we'd be doing this anyway if we weren't recording it for people to listen to so uh we appreciate you all uh listening every week and uh giving us uh some people to talk to so on that note two huge games guys let's get some points and just keep this train rolling going to be that time of year where we uh get into the grind of things it, it it feels crazy that we're turning it around already and going into 2024 but shit's about to get real so from san diego to the sore we will see you next time on the u.s Podcast. Oh, 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 oh.